Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of The Professionals. My name is Jeremy Theo. I'm Yuri Wong. And uh, today's podcast, well, as with every other day in our podcast, we talk about being a guy in the 21st century, doing our thing. And today, most importantly, I just discovered that there is a sequel to Fight Club. Did you hear yeah, about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time it's not a book, right? Or a movie, it's actually a comic. That's right, Fight Club 2. Um, have you actually read that yet? I've read like, Four pages. Okay. Because I want to savor it. Because Fight Club is one of my all-time favorite movies. I think it's an amazing movie. I don't know. Did, did you like it? I, I thought it was really good. Um, I watched it when I was really young though. But then as I grew older, I read the book. And I just thought, wow. There's so many like manly philosophies that you kind of have to take from this book. So just- yeah, yeah. I mean, especially for us. I think it came out at a time when we were sort of like trying to figure out we were teenagers right i think yes yeah and we were trying to sort of figure out our life and the whole idea of this manly guy who's like um you know leading this group of people for something he believes in stuff like that and he's dressed well and he looks good and stuff so that held quite a bit of appeal this rebel guy person yeah. right i have to say that my whole like disenchantment with the nine to five corporate machine and all that all that, all that, all that right right right, right. Yeah. a lot by fight club where, yeah. like, that bit where Edward Norton punches himself in the face to kind of blackmail his boss. And then I think, like, yeah, man, why would I work for the man if I'm not getting the respect and the money that I deserve? It's such a dead-end job and so emasculating. That movie makes you want to, like, stick it to the man, right? <laughs> you want to take your baseball bats and, like, destroy cars and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the movie's really good, lah. What's your favourite part in um, The Fight Club? Okay, there was this section. I don't know why it keeps, like, jumping out at me, right? Mm-hmm. But there was this part where... They were, Edward Norton was having a conversation with Brad Pitt's character and um, he said this thing. I said, I can't get married. I'm a 30-year-old boy. Ah. And the part that struck out on me was the fact that he was a 30-year-old boy. You know, and when you're a teenager, you're looking at these guys, right? They look like adults, right? Yeah, they're men. They're the men. Yeah, they're like men. Yeah. You know, he's, he's working and Brad Pitt is doing his stuff. And you feel, um, you feel something. Like, what, what point is this guy trying to make? As I grow older to my 30s and beyond, right, I understand kind of what this guy is trying to say, you know, because the idea of feeling like an adult or like a man, you know, is, is, is not there yet. I feel like a boy still sometimes. <laughs> so do you still feel like a boy? Sometimes. I, I'm not sure. I'm sort of like in this in-between state. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I know anyone who really feels like a man in, I don't, in, in my age group. Yet, that's a very interesting point because I definitely don't don't feel like an adult. Because when I was growing up, yeah, um, I was always led to believe that that when you grow up and you become a bit more of an adult, or when you when you become a man, yeah, you will lose some of the hobbies that that you that you enjoy a lot, like play with toys or video games, and <laughs> and just one day you will wake up and you think, oh, I'm done with cartoons and animation, yeah. and I'm now suddenly into like you know. Jazz and uh, wood carving, uh, wood carving, and growing a beard and stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's not happened yet, and I don't think it'll ever happen anytime soon. Especially when you look at the the rate for people who play video games and have toys and all these like really geeky type hobbies. The age group, the average age group, is thirty five, thirty six. Is growing older. Yeah, yeah. It seems like I mean, like boys. You know, the whole reference, like boys' toys and stuff like that, right? Um, like you, you feel that um, we don't really grow out of our toys. Yeah, you know, and maybe the realization is that adults are just like kids with more responsibilities, <laughs> <laughs> but just as lost. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the feeling, and maybe sometimes they do feel like a kid still. Everyone feels like a kid. Even when they're 70, they can somehow feel like a kid sometimes. This whole being an adult thing. Like, yeah. Right? So in the eyes of the law, when you're an adult, it's either when you turn 18 or 21 or when you're legal to do something, right? Yeah. But from a kind of like a personal, philosophical kind of like, ah, I am an adult. Yeah. When does that happen? Yeah, it's tricky because I don't exactly know, but I think it's different for different people. Like, for me, I think a part of it is being able to take care of yourself mm -hmm. and to take care of the people around you as well, the people you love, nah. your family. Oh, that's that's a good point. So being able to provide. La. Yeah, but then that's a funny thing because then that's tied to sort of um, how much money you make in the way, right? Right. So what if you're like uh, one of those internet geniuses, kids who like got, you know, got rich really quickly, right? Are yeah. they an adult? Nah, that's that's true also. So so then it also means maybe it's a form of like depth of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What what do you feel about it? What what do you think defines an adult? Well, uh, the one milestone I distinctly remember thinking to myself, "Wow, I'm on the path to adulthood." Was when I was when I actually bought my first car. Hmm. I bought my first car and um, and I can manage the payments. But even then, to be honest, I didn't really feel completely like an adult because. It was my mom and dad who helped me figure out the, the, the car loan. <laughs> so it felt like, oh, okay, I just go with what my mom and dad recommend because they know better in terms of what bank to go to, what interest rates and everything. So I'm like, huh, yes, the achievement is there, but at the same time, it's not completely mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you get your parents' help, right? Hmm, which happens a lot, I think, in our like 21st century Malaysian society. Yeah. We're so tied into parents giving a hand to the children. Yeah. And the thing is this, like, I mean, I think parents continue giving a hand to their children uh, quite a bit in Asian societies also because they know a lot of things that their kids don't. Mm. And they say like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, when you deal with this paperwork or stuff like that, oh, I've done this before thousands of times or whatever it is, right? So my as well will help you, la, you know? Then when do we actually learn to do those things? Yeah, I don't know. Because I still don't know how to figure out a car loan. But I'm still I driving the same can, car, like, but... Google it nowadays, right? <laughs> And that's the thing, you see, like, the thing we were talking about just now is, like, sort of, like, taking care of yourself, taking care of people around you, you know, uh, providing, like you, like you said. And um, the thing is, having your parents help you is, is I mean, it's, it's okay, because if you're an adult and your parents know how to help you, and it's fine. But the yeah. thing is, it's a bit different from manliness, you know, like, like, from being a boy and being a man. That's true. And I think part of this being a man thing is sort of like being able to do things by yourself. Yeah, without the need for other people to step in. Yeah, this whole self-sustaining thing I think is very tied to this whole like being a man thing. Mm. You see all these um, media outlets or websites and stuff like that talking about like the art of manliness and stuff like that, how to survive in the wild <laughs> and, and how to skin your own, uh, you know. Your... How to wrestle bears. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And that that's the extreme version of sort of being self-sustaining. Mm. But I think the idea of being able to sustain yourself in uh, the, the modern urban world is also part of that appeal of saying that, yes, I want to be a man now. Okay, so what do you think makes the man, defines them? Um, when do you look at a guy and think, wow, that guy, he's a man, I want to be like a role model. I think a big part of it is that a person has a set of principles mm -hmm. and you can tell how strong those principles are when they, by their actions. 
Okay, so obviously, a man who's set in his convictions, lah. Yeah, but obviously it's uh, I I mean preferably set behind some form of integrity, uh. Ah, right. I mean, does it make sense to you? I, it does. It does. But what happens if those values and convictions are misguided? Anything does that make him a bad man? Yeah, I guess that's why there's bad men in the world. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I mean, think about it like say Batman. Right. Right. The Batman, yeah, right? he's the ultimate in man, yeah. I think. Yeah, and okay, he's got the money, mm-hmm. right? And he's got his own autonomy. He does whatever the hell he wants and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes you might feel that his principles are not exactly the most uh, straight up principles. A bit misguided sometimes, yeah. or, or, or misaligned, you know. Yeah. But there's a certain conviction in the goodness of his doing, of of his belief, right? And I think that's kind of what makes the man as well. I've been thinking okay. right, about, about how to be a better man as well. Yeah. And I think part of that is to be able to be unwavering in the choices that you make. Huh. Like, like, like how? Elaborate. So there is there's a fine line, I think, between taking advice from other people, okay. listening to advice and what they say you should do or what you should do, versus... Being just doing what you do regardless of what everybody says and being not swayed by the words of other people mm, because mm. only you truly know the the circumstances that surround you. So I was thinking you need to you need to be sure like you need to have vision for yourself. Yeah. And you need to be able to see that vision through regardless of obstacles or whatever other people might say. And there's that fine line between being stupid about things and being sure on the path that you're walking on. And I think that makes a man. Hmm. Okay, so it's kind of like, what we're coming to here is kind of like a combination of having a certain set of principles, yeah. um, believing and sort of behaving in a way that's consistent with those principles despite the outer sort of external influences, yep. what people say, yeah. or, or maybe the, 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 uh, the results of negative results towards yourself and mm. stuff like that. But also, on the third part, is to be sort of intelligent about it. Sounds so damn hard, huh, to achieve this level. <laughs> like when you put it that way. That's why it takes a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, you and I were talking earlier on about how, how also, like, um, there, there, there's a lot of conflicting messages about being a man. Yeah, 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 that's right. right? I mean, you look at these websites, right? Some of them tell you to, like, buy these toys and stuff like that, you yeah. know, like Think Geek and all these kind of things, you know. Um, play more Star Wars stuff, you know, and, and Lego and stuff like that. They're, they're more appealing to adults these days or, or like people of adult age, right? And um, there are other sites like we were talking about uh, the art of manliness and stuff like that. Um, those websites encourage you to sort of be more of a man, you know? Yeah, the lumber, lumberjack grow yeah, beer Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So there's, there's these two um, messages that are conflicting with each other. Be young and play with your toys and be a man. Yeah. That confuses the modern man, right? That and also if you look in terms of, let's say, uh, media in general. And my favorite example is how women have fantastic role models. They're taught to be strong, independent. You got Beyonce, you got Emma Watson, telling you all these equality things, right? Yeah. But men, they, they get told to be sensitive via the music. They get shown to be super macho via the movies. And then in their relationships, they get told how to be whenever it suits the woman sometimes. I think. Like, you know, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And as a man, you're like, wait, wait, why don't I get to say things like that? Yeah, yeah. There's no like guy power. That's ah, the thing. There's no know? such thing. Yeah. And, and it feels a bit like, when you think about it, it feels a bit emasculating to have yeah. that guy power thing. Like, mm. 
you know, a man doesn't need to say guy power kind of thing. And that's tricky as well because I think the modern man is trying to, is having difficulty in uh, resolving the, the fact that the place of the modern man has evolved. And even the habits and how, how the modern man is perceived is different from, say, the man in, his, uh, in the 1950s, you know? Where you know they smoked cigarettes, they they drank whiskey all the time, and they had like you know wood carving <laughs> classes at home or something. They never had to answer to their wives, and they never did the dishes. Yeah, and it's not a great thing. I mean, like upon reflection, it's not necessarily the thing I want yeah. as well. Yeah, but maybe the essence of it is that they had some form of independence. You know, we spoke about freedom before, yes. and that form of independence to make your own decisions based upon the principles that you hold dear. I think it's important for the development of a sort of boy into a man. Just to be given the ability to make a choice, to be held accountable for it, and to just learn from it if it's a mistake. Yeah, but the thing is also, we need to be aware of it because we can't wait for it to be given to us, right? Yeah. We need to sort of say, I'm just going to make the decision to do it. But I'm going to try to rise above the social pressures or whatever pressures there may be to not do it. Now, I know, I think right now, it sounds like we, we're kind of advocating a pro-masculinity thing. But what I do find that, and this is no, nothing against women or, or the feminist movement or anything like that, but I find that women have um, greater role models in terms of people to emulate. Yeah. It's, it's easier to, yeah. to find a woman that is very respectable in the things that she does and say, okay, I will be just like her. Yeah. But for a man... It's a lot harder. Like, I, I always say, if you want to be a, um, a very successful, independent, strong woman, who are your idols? You can do Beyonce, you can do whoever. You know, Angelina Jolie. All very strong female role models. But men, come on. Let's... I can't think of one. Jeremy Teo and Yuri Wong. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's what we're trying to be. Men, if you want to be better, well, hey, we are your inspiration right here. <laughs> we try, we try. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I, I didn't think about it. And mm. now that you mention it, I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't really base, you know, like uh, uh, have a role model as in sort of the, the masculine aspect of the role, role model. It's just like people, mm. right? Who do stuff. So... I don't know. Maybe some people think like Steve Jobs or something is... Like even then, if it was Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. He was a bit of a loco, you know. Yeah. Ah, like he did things that a lot of women won't tolerate nowadays. And it says something about men in a way, like what we place as uh, important as well. Because you see, the, like the role models for women, they're very balanced. They, they, they have their families, they look good, and then they uh, achieve you know, great heights. So that's, it's very well-rounded. Whereas the... The role models for modern men, if the ones that I can think of, always have an element of like um, craziness about it. <laughs> you know? Or kind of like the kind of like that that younger devil may care. I don't care what the consequences. I'm gonna do it kind of way. And I wonder what the appeal. Why why is it that those are the role models that appeal to me? Maybe it boils down to the freedom thing, lah. Maybe it also boils down to a bit of ego, you know. Okay. Like sort of like these guys achieve greatness. And, you know, of course, the greatest guys are the guys who don't care about achieving greatness <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but you look at Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or something like that. These are people who have done something that's worthy of note. And people, you know, uh, look at them in awe or, or reverence. And I think the ego of the, the person who wants to be like them is attracted to that aspect of it. Which is a lot of guys. I think... 
men nowadays are, I don't know, seem to need more of that. Maybe because they get less of that in sort of a micro level. Ah, like in their everyday kind of like interactions with people in their lives. Yeah. Nobody seems to be f- helping them feel good about themselves. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you think about, say, like the, the, the um, gentlemen's clubs in London where you go down and read your newspaper and have a whiskey and a cigar or something like that, right? Right. Um, there are so many opportunities in the past for men to sort of like be men. Okay. Or sort of like just just not worry about that. Yeah. And nowadays there are less and less of those opportunities because of I mean the equality thing, equal opportunity and stuff like that. So maybe those desires become stronger to establish some sort of manliness somewhere else. I guess then now we come to the point where we have to ask ourselves if we want to set forth on this path to <laughs> just being an adult slash man and 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 like if I'm listening to this right now, somebody's listening to this thinking, okay, I've heard these arguments, I want to be better. What shall I do? What can I do? I think you need to learn how to be more at peace with um, what you believe in and kind of stand for that. I think that's sort of simple enough, but it's not easy. So kind of having the willpower to say, I stand for, like being a man needs to be able to learn how to fix cars and then if you feel that really strongly about that, you better make damn sure you know how to fix a car. Yeah, or even like just say like, I, I, being a man is all about taking care of your friends or your circle around you that you care about. So if let's say maybe your um, significant other says, hey, you know what? You shouldn't uh, help this guy. Why, why are you always helping this guy out? He's not doing anything. But if that's based upon your beliefs, that's You say, you shut up, do. woman. This is my <laughs> choice. <laughs> uh. That's one way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. No, be very diplomatic. Because you, what you want is the idea of that you're comfortable in the decisions that you make. You don't have to fight for them. Uh. Just say that I decide this it is good, and and this is why. So I'm going to do it. I think that's very good. I think get a value, find, figure out what your values are, yeah, and then get as close to being constantly performing those values in your everyday life, and you are on the path to being a man. Exactly. Right? Do you feel more manly after this? I do, la, because I think I'm going to make playing video games part of my core value. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> you, you've become a man now. <laughs> well, that is that. Uh, this wraps up another episode of The Professionals. If you want to get in touch, you can go to our website. Yeah, uh, it's www.theprofessionals.net. That's one word. And you can email us at talktotheprofessionals at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to, of course... Come in, add any questions, just make sure you drop us a line. In the meantime, though, thanks for listening. My name's Jeremy Theo. I'm Yuri Wong. It's been a pleasure. See ya. See ya.